0: It's hard to be a small business owner. And for some minority owned businesses, it's even harder. Let's talk about some options. You're listening to Financial Sense, Arizona's financial podcast that gives you insights that you could only get from a friend in the business. Recorded and brought to you by National Bank of Arizona, the only bank you need. Hello, I'm your host, Brent Cannon, director of the Community Banking Group here at National Bank of Arizona. Today, Uh, We're going to be answering some questions about business loans, specifically loans for women-owned businesses, minority-owned businesses, uh, veteran-owned businesses, and businesses owned by the LGBTQ community. To answer some of these questions, we have joining us today, Chris Sarver. Chris Sarver leads our business banking group here at National Bank of Arizona. Welcome, Chris.
1: Hi, Brent. Thanks for having me.
0: And we also have a special guest joining us today, Carly Klein. Carly is the founder and president of National Hair Loss. Carly, welcome. Thank you very much for having me. So Chris and Carly, uh, on this podcast, Financial Sense, we like to give insights that you can only get from having a friend in the business. With that, let's jump into today's topic. So first off, I think what how we'd like to start, and we generally start when we have guests, is we kind of ask the guests to tell us about who they are, where they came from, their business. We'd love to hear about your entrepreneurial journey. Uh, what you've learned, some of the lessons you've learned, and um, and tell us about, about your company.
2: Yeah, so I started in dermatology um, about 15 years ago, and we were mostly in hair loss at the dermatology office, but we were doing mostly men. And um, I started a, a cancer division. There wasn't a lot of options for people who were going through chemo or were post-cancer uh, treatments. And so in 2011, Um, is when we started National Hair Loss. And that we really focused on with women, children, and men And different types of of the oncology division, too. So with my business, it was growing steadily. Um, But when the pandemic happened, our business really just skyrocketed. I needed to have more capital. I needed to have more uh, cash flow. And so with credit lines, credit cards, I was really not getting what I needed for as fast as my business was going. And so that's when we uh, looked and Chris was able to get us into a different uh, loan type And um, it it changed my business and I was able to then solidify uh, within only a week. I was able to get the the funds that I needed, uh, was able to build out my first large treatment center uh, a year ago. And and this business has now been able to be self-sufficient. We've grown tremendously. We grew another 20 percent last year. Um, So we wouldn't have been able to do that without this loan because we needed to take our business to the next level, which means cash flow.
1: The program that. Carly is talking about is our Small Business Diversity Banking Program, which um, alters traditional underwriting guidelines uh, to make it uh, easier for uh, small businesses, specifically minority veteran-owned, women-owned, or LGBTQ-owned businesses to access capital quickly. And that's really the program. That was the design of the program, and that's how it helped Carly, helped her grow because we could get access to capital quickly for her.
0: Really? It's it's important. I know from just kind of thinking of it about it from a banker standpoint, you know, the a lot of a lot of the uh, underwriting parameters guidelines in the past have really been structured for businesses that are either a um, uh, have been around for a long time, uh, have years and years of cash flow. Honestly, probably you know need credit less. Than so many of these businesses that are that are key members of, of different parts of our communities that are really providing the entrepreneur entrepreneurial momentum um, regarding the from a credit underwriting standpoint, what are some of the things that the, the small business diversity program allows us to, without giving
1: kind of the secret sauce out right that what are we able to look at a little more expansively? Sure. So with the small business diversity program, our underwriting guidelines are changed. Um, make small changes to it Well, we relax some of the the debt service coverage ratio requirements Um, and then the other pieces that we've relaxed or or made more uh made more friendly uh are the leverage and liquidity ratios that um are part of our typical underwriting guidelines and and those those two are the ones that typically can be a roadblock for newer businesses or fast-growing businesses and some of our minority owned or um, diversity banking clients
0: so why is it important for banks to have programs that meet the needs of the community? Carly, I'd like to uh, throw you that question to start off with. So
2: women entrepreneurs represent 30 percent of all uh, small wow. businesses in the United States right now. Um, it's actually probably even more now since the pandemic. Um, but, you know, the the studies show that actually women get about 20% less in loan applications um, and approvals than men do. And so for that, that's a big miss. You know, I think that we need to be a little bit more broad in, in that aspect. Um, and I I would love to see companies doing classes and helping people learn the business, helping them uh, so that they can make their dreams and that, you know work for somebody else but really take that leap and i think a lot of people don't have enough of the business aspect so they get nervous of it so i'd love to see more more classes or something where banks can actually teach them and a part of that you get you get a small loan or whatever to start your your career
1: because these are underbanked groups and, and it's not it's not because they don't have great businesses it's because we historically haven't marketed to those folks or provided provided that relationship or access to information. It really, it's just an access point Um, because we've not been accessible just because of how typical banking was, uh, you're missing a huge segment and a growth segment. I mean, our state uh, is, you know, becoming more diverse by the minute. So if you don't take the time to engage a diverse population of, of banking clients, you're missing the boat. You're just not gonna, you can't be successful going forward. And I think that those groups typically are underbanked because there's just a lack of resources and information to them. So that's where a program like this really bridges that gap because they're they're great businesses. They're easy to bank. We just got to get in front of them. Great feedback.
0: Those are really interesting statistics as well regarding women entrepreneurs. Um, just goes to show you why banks ought to be, you know, really focusing their efforts to meet the needs of these important um, groups in, in our community, in our business community. So I think really, I think
2: they had said it was one point seven trillion dollars that the women entrepreneurs are bringing into the United States in business. So imagine wow. how many people that's employing and how many taxes that's going back to,
0: you know, to our states. The truth is, uh, for for many years, banking f- really wasn't that competitive of a market now with fintech and all these other opportunities for people to go access capital and deposit funds banks finally had to wake up over the last several decades couple of decades and said hey we need to actually think about meeting the needs of all all the members in our communities and and so that one size that one size fits all approach has uh, definitely gone definitely definitely gone out the window so well, I was going to
2: say, just to your point, I think the old school thinking was, you know, how much money did you have in the bank? Uh, looking at, you know, how established you were. So, it, you know, entrepreneurs, young businesses didn't have really a chance. I mean, even getting a credit card with your company, you get a little a little amount. So if, you know, $10,000, $20,000, what is that going to get you when you're growing? So I think, I think that's where we have to come up with the times. I think all of us have had to change our business. Uh, some businesses are thriving during these times that have changed, but we constantly need to be versatile and, and moving forward. And, and like Chris was saying, Arizona is one of the fastest growing states in the country. And so there is a lot of opportunity to help uh, these young new businesses.
0: You know, the one of the comments that that I hear is that, uh, you know, what why why do banks need to create programs like our small business diversity loan program? Why do banks even need to have those kind of programs? And I think, Carly, you really answered the question. At the end of the day, this is an important, this is an important group and important groups to our community, our business communities that have not historically had access to capital at the same levels as other businesses. That's the point. And yeah. so that's why I think these programs are also so important is they really do shine a light uh and and really highlight some of the great companies, like great companies like National Hair Loss. And Carly, what you've done is amazing. And and it's a story that needs to be told. So uh great opportunity for banks, I think. And and I think that's why we need to have programs as much as it meets the needs. It's important to it's it's important to shed light on on companies like yours.
2: Yeah. And I think too, like. To Chris's point, businesses are going to get there. If you're good and you work and you show up and you're strong, you're going to get there. But I don't want to wait 10 years to get there. Right. I want to get there yesterday. So, <laughs> you know, I can be a lot more successful now. And I also got the right team. I was able to job offer, uh, you know, better employees. You know, right. and you that's it's the whole package when you're looking at being able to have that uh that capability with working with that. So again, it's, it's like Chris said, it's, it's a fast way to get going. Um, and, and having the resources and the guidance still at the bank, you know, how do I do this or how do I read this? And, and you get that education with your bankers.
0: Yeah. It's amazing how many small business owners don't realize the level of capital it's going to take them to get to that next level of sales. Yeah. And and understanding the dynamics in your balance sheet, in your in your business model, you know, what does that capital base look like? And then where's it going to come from? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, Carly, would love to hear your tips for some other businesses that are that are women owned, minority owned, veteran owned or LGBTQ owned Uh, for those businesses. What are some of your tips for success?
2: I think right away want to be a learner. I joined women's groups all over the uh, state. I joined the women of Scottsdale group. I joined East Valley, Phoenix, and each group had their own dynamics. And I was able to really glean off of certain ones that were in the type of industry that I'm in. Um, And I always wanted, I was a sponge. I'm always soaking it up and I never not trying to learn additional ways to grow my business. You need to surround yourself with People that are smarter than you always, 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 you know, get the best of the best. You don't want to be the smartest one in the group. You want to surround yourself with people who know and and get that information. That's the number one thing. And number two is really finding out your your business aspect. How much profit are you making? What is your expenses? I talked to so many women that really don't know what's going out and what's coming in. Um, Paying your people correct amount. People overpay themselves. You're the last person that should be getting paid. You know, you really need to make sure that you've got a good team around you and that you're watching that percentage and um, looking at the right space, negotiating with good real estate agents and um, asking for advice, always asking for how the people that were the most successful around you, how they did it.
0: That's great. Those are some great tips, uh, Carly. Chris, how about you? How about tips for small businesses in
1: these key areas of our community? Sure. And I'll kind of reiterate what Carly said. I think a couple critical things. Number one, develop a team around you, which Carly alluded to. Um, But you really need three critical things. You need a good banker, you need an attorney, and you need a CPA. And one of those people, if they're good, can probably make an introduction to the other two for you. So that's, that's critical, you know, create a a team around you that can help you be successful. And then the other big key thing is that business owners are always really passionate about what they do. So whatever it is that you do, be passionate about that, but also understand the back office of your business understand your financials as carly alluded to make sure that you you know your numbers make sure that you're organized all those things will help you um, gain access to capital and grow and do all those things so organization and understanding the financial part of your business is as critical as understanding the part of your business that you're passionate about
0: i think those are those are great tips i, I I'm going to offer my tip. My tip is a a, a hybrid of both of your tips, and that is uh, within knowing your numbers, uh, understand the amount of capital that it takes for you to achieve what sales level you expect is coming or you're trying to achieve. Small business owners often think, oh, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. That's not the way it works, as Carly has made it very clear. You better understand how much capital, how much, and that, and capital, just so everybody's clear, includes equity, meaning from you, the owner, or from debt, from creditors like banks, where that's going to come from. How you're going to finance that is extremely important. And so that's my hybrid tip from really Chris and Carly's great, great tips for success.
1: So another tip that uh, I would give business owners, specifically minority veteran-owned, women-owned, or LGBTQ-owned businesses, or find a good banker. uh, They can help you with the programs that are out there or speak to um, community development corporations or small business development centers. Um, Those folks can can get you resources and access to information that'll help you grow your business. Um, They can also make introductions to those folks, uh, you you know, bankers, uh, attorneys, all those kind of Key players that you need to surround yourself with; um, those those uh, avenues can definitely uh, help make introductions and get you the information that'll help you grow.
2: Yes, I have a question for you. I I see a lot of times, you know, people they 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 don't know that they should even have to interview a banker or anything like that. And a lot of times they'll go places, get a very high interest rate. Or they're just looking. They don't even know where to start. They might not even be with a bank. It could be just a lending situation. How, when you have somebody who's out there just looking, they they don't have somebody that can help them. What is something normal that people do when they're they're building a business? What is some of the things that you see out there that you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they, they went that
1: route? Uh, what, it, from a banking perspective, uh, they go to the bank that they have their personal account with right? And, and that, while that's not always bad, um, you may not be the right, your business may not be the right fit for that institution. Um, so it, it, for instance, if you're with one of the big banks, um, they're, they're not huge in the small business realm in this state, where some of the smaller community banks are really good at that. But you also need to understand that that bank has the ability to grow with you and the ability to help you with everything that you need. So uh, not just picking a sign and walking in and opening your business account, you know, be more diligent than that. Um, talk to, and probably the best thing you could do is talk to people that you know. You know, surround yourself with good people. Find out what what bank you know. Who do you bank with, and why do you bank with them? Who do you bank with more than more than the company? Who's the person that you bank with, and why do you bank with that person? Um, so that's I think a critical thing. Um, and then you see business owners. I think the 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 one of the key mistakes is. Um, kind of what you talked about is just kind of just pushing all in without a plan, you know, you know, that you like to do this, so you turn that into a business, which is great. But if you haven't thought through what the logistics of that are, you're probably set up for failure. Um, as a small business owner,
2: yeah, I love that because I do think that if I asked 10 of my friends, I said, Who's your banker? they'd say, You know, the name of the bank, they have no idea. Um, They don't know what interest they're getting, even on their money market or anything. And so I I do think that's very, very smart. And I think, you know, people will tell people like we have done um, of they're changing. I mean, we've we've had friends who have moved from 20 years being with their bank and they're just like, I've never had anything like you're explaining and They just they make that move. And so you should really know those those key things that are on there. And if you haven't ever been in touch with your banker, then that's not a good
0: sign. And, you know, maybe just one more, one more add to that is that if your banker can't have the conversations you need to have regarding your business, it's the wrong banker. Um, yeah. Probably the wrong, you know, maybe the wrong bank, but definitely the wrong banker. And that's, that goes to that. You should be getting some consultation. You should be having pretty sophisticated discussions with your banker regarding your financials, where you're going. If you Can't have that then, Heck, there's all kinds of banks that'll hold your money and safeguard your deposits and, you know. But that's what I think small business owners should demand of their banker.
2: Yeah. And, you know, another thing I didn't even mention that being a small business owner, you know, you don't have like what you would with a big corporate. You're not going to have a retirement right away and all that. That's another thing that I started with National Bank of Arizona is a 1K account. So I started basically a 401K for myself, for my business. And that has been huge for me to start putting away for my retirement. So there was another aspect that I didn't know that I could do that National Bank started
0: to help me with my own retirement now that's incredible that's that's inspiring is what that is <laughs> so i'd like to thank everyone for joining us today carly klein uh i especially want to say thank you to you for sharing your time and uh and also for your business Absolutely. Uh, we can't tell you how much we appreciate it chris sarver one of the best business bankers in the business if you don't know uh he is he would love to have a discussion with you um terrific background small previous small business owner himself uh, so I know he, he has walked in those shoes, which is I think critical. Um, so thank you so much for sharing Carly, uh, uh your experience and your tips, uh, for these important, important, uh, parts of our small business community, uh, specifically women-owned, uh, minority-owned, veteran-owned and LGBTQ-owned businesses. Uh, these are, these are businesses in our community that provide so much diversity, so much innovation, uh, at national bank of arizona we're so excited to support the needs of of all the bus- of all the businesses in the in our business community and uh, uh we'd love all of our listeners to uh of course hear this episode and other episodes
3: please subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform uh, or youtube all price references and market forecasts correspond to the date of this recording. This podcast should not be copied, distributed, published, or reproduced in whole or in part. The information contained in this podcast does not constitute research, recommendations, representations, or warranties as to the accuracy or completeness of the statements of any information contained in this podcast and any liability from Zions Bank Corporation N.A. or its divisions, including direct, indirect, or consequential loss or damage, is expressly disclaimed. The views expressed in this podcast may not be those of Zions Bank Corporation, NA or any of its divisions. Zions Bank Corporation NA is not providing any financial, economic, legal, accounting, or tax advice or recommendations in this podcast. In addition, the receipt of this podcast by any listener is not to be taken as constituting the giving of advice, investment, or otherwise by Zions Bank Corporation NA to that listener, nor to constitute such a person a client of Zions Bank Corporation NA. Loan subject to credit approval. Terms and conditions apply. See Banker for details. Copyright reserved by Zions Bank Corporation NA. National Bank of Arizona, a Division of Science Bank Corporation in a member FDIC.